Time for gate speed on this Monday, the 17th of February. Good morning to you, Jason Bonington. Good morning to you, Gareth Hall. And hello, Blake Redden. Hello, Gareth. Things we learn. We'll get straight into it. Jason Lee cracks the code to hometown cup. Code Bailey, we expected him to lead and then bolt in, and he dominated proceedings. <laughs> we told everybody, didn't we, Blake? We did, Gareth, but uh, it's not about us, is it? Sometimes it is. No, it's about Jason Lee and winning his hometown cup because he said post-race it was pretty much up there with an inter-dominion in terms of, of races he'd want to win in his career. And the stable had won it before, of course. Cairn Cullen won the race in 2013. Glenn Craven driving at that time. But uh, Jason did do a lot of driving on Cairn Cullen over the journey. But I think it was a great story, Bon. Obviously, um, Marg Lee and, and the team had prepared this horse for the race after what has been a big campaign. Bendigo, Ballarat and Hunter Cups already, but... Um, he's still in really good form, obviously. And once he found the front, it was probably race over. Geez, he's a hard beat, hard horse to beat, Jason, when he's in front. Well, I think he's going to become one of those horses, Gareth, that when he draws to lead in any big race, uh, as long as they can keep him sound, he'll be the one to beat every time he goes around. I reckon, speaking to Paddy Lee and the team after the Hunter Cup, they felt if he'd drawn to lead in the Hunter Cup, he would have beaten the horse to beat there. So... It remains to be seen whether in the next sort of six to 12 months he can become the kind of horse that can sit just off pace and win a big race. But I tell you what, as Bakes, Bakes pretty much tipped, uh, tipped Code Bailey when the noms came out. As soon as he, he knew where Code Bailey would draw off the front row, he was an, an unbeatable commodity and he was heavily, heavily supported. And he's just a, an outstanding horse. What he did in the Bendigo Cup, we knew how good he was, but that was the thing. We still believe he's a horse who probably has to lead to dominate. But dominate he does. They've been two utterly brutal victories, and they would have torn up Tarang and probably Warrnambool as well after the races. So the Craven lead team, but well done to everybody. And he is a he's an exciting horse because it, it means whenever he's in a big race now and he's drawn off the front line, they are going to do whatever they can to try and find the front. And it's going to create some fireworks, and it's going to create tempo, and it's going to create excitement in those big races. So. Um, as Jason Lee said after the Benigo Cup, he's turned into a line now and he proved it again on on Saturday night at Terrain. It's easy to back a winner in harness racing, especially in those open class events. You just need to find the leader. Um, question without notice. I'll start with you, Blake. Can you remember the last time a horse won from off the pegs in a big feature race? I, I was just trying to think about it then. Uh, oh, no, there's been there's been a few. San Carlo won the Kilmore Cup sitting parked. Um, well, that doesn't it, count. It's not a major race, is it? Most most Miracle Miles these days are, are won from off speed. Okay. Oh, I don't know if you've got a specific for us, Bon. Yeah, no, there's been there's been heaps of them. The Blacks are fake up there. I, uh, it was one off the pace by... Alta uh, Orlando. Yeah, Alta Orlando's one off the pace. Colt 31 won the Blacks are fake from off the Sorry, pace. Yeah. The Miracle Mile more often than not has been one from off the pace in recent years, apart from last year with Spanker. Melton's a bit of a different... Situation. It is very hard to win their big races. I think Caribbean Blaster springs to mind, of course, but uh, it's very hard to win the big races at Melton from well off the speed. But that's the thing, Gareth. You need horses who are willing to do the work and create that excitement at the top end, and I think Code Bailey is going to be one of them going forward. This is Gate Speed with Gareth Hall, Blake Redden, and Jason Bonington on this Monday, the 17th of February. This is the things we learnt. We just had a chat about Jason Lee cracking the code to the hometown cup and of course if you're listening in Tasmania at the moment it's now time for Racing Pulse Tasmania with Michael Felgate and the rest of us thank you for joining us here on RSN. Now um, we're talking about Jason Lee's cracks the code to win the hometown cup after Co Bailey led all of the way in brewing fashion. Point number two Cool Trotters gives Snooze a happy return to the West. Blake 
Magic yes. Bull too strong, too tough. He, he was in the Quinella for Snooze Fenosio in the uh, in the Trang Trotters Cup. Of course, he spent some time with Matty Craven going back a few years now, and um, it was a happy return because he he was tough. He's strong. He's clearly very versatile, magical, and um, oh, I probably don't have heaps to add here, Bon. Aside from the fact that. Ronald J clearly wasn't anywhere near his best, so he put a line through that, but magical. And you did flag that a little bit last week with Andy Gareth, so well played yep. to you for getting him on the show. But um, magical's just a, a good, solid, honest, open-class trotter. And uh, Kai Valley Finn ran well off a soft trip for second, so well done to Snooze. Yeah, well, well done for the drive as well, because uh, to get up outside Ronald J, just in case Ronald J was in his, uh, in his best Kiwi form, he probably would have... Well, you, you could have been worried as a driver that you'd have your heart broken by Ronald J just uh, just spearing away from you, but it was a very good drive. And he's that kind of horse, isn't he, Magical? He's not probably going to win a major group one, but he's just a lovable horse. You can drive him off speed, you can drive him on speed, you can drive him tough when required. So they've shown a lot of patience with this horse. He was going to be, I think, a really outstanding commodity early in his three-year-old season. He went through some trials and tribulations, so it hasn't been the easy journey, easiest journey for him. But now with uh, with Snooze Finozio after beginning his career with Matty Craven, he's still doing a magnificent job. And it was a really good, tough, strong win. So, um, as mentioned, he's probably not going to win one of the major races coming up uh, in terms of the Group 1s, but he's a very good horse, Magical, and deserved that win on Saturday night. Point number three, and we better start with Jason here, Blake. This is his moment in the sun to gloat. <laughs> Harley on song, but can he handle the pressure of a chariots, Jason? Uh, we'll find out. We'll find out whether he can, but... Uh, Answer it. He was, Answer it. He was, no, no, I'm just going to... I'm going to throw the, the question back at both of you, first of all, because we, we, we all saw the pale face at on Saturday night. Did he knock off, or was he absolutely out of tickets? Out of tickets? Uh, no, no real opinion. No opinion from me. I mean, we know how good he is when he gets a, a nice, soft time of it in front, so he was entitled to win as he did, but... Oh, I'm not going to knock him on that performance. No. no look, at, 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 at the end of the day, what he has to do is probably draw a gate because he need, he wants to get up on the speed. The one question mark about Mosdell, mate, and he look, I was very very proud of what he did on the weekend. Oh, he burst, half the he, time he, you drop off him, hmm. you sort of drop off and you're back on. Which is it? You're right, folks. I'm good. Yeah. You just calm down wherever you are. Just take your blood pressure <laughs> medication. Calm down. Never well, dropped off Hurricane Harley. It's been. A difficult ride, and a, a lot of relationships are difficult, and unfortunately... And you would know. With him, with him, he's, uh, <laughs> you, you too, over the years, Gareth, I would have thought. Um, congratulations with what you're doing there. Uh, you know, he's he's been the horse who's obviously been a couple of big dancers, and things haven't quite worked out. But I'll tell you what, he's come back, he's bounced back, and when everybody said, well, he's not going to be good enough to be a major player, he's now qualified mm. for a chariot to fight by winning... He was 20 metres in front with 100 metres to go. Now, I, I can't be certain whether he, whether he knocked off or whether he was out of tickets. And the one question mark about him is if they go unbelievable time, they go 147 and 148 in the Chariots of Fire, is he the kind of horse that can follow all that speed, go with them, and then still unleash that brilliant turn of foot that he does have? Because there's very few horses quicker, maybe none quicker over 300 metres, I don't reckon, than Hurricane Harley. But... That will be the test for him on Saturday night against horses like Self Assured and potentially Lockin' Barat, though he's not going around tonight. Maybe Bakes has an update on that. But uh, it was a, a really good win, and I do think that he is a legitimate winning chance in the Chariots. Who, who, do you have, who do you have relationships with at the moment? It's San Carlo, Hurricane Harley, and you both had roller coaster rides with those two horses. What yeah. other horses have you got? 
General Dodge is starting General to arrive. General Dodge is like you're probably on a couple of dates now. Is that right? Maybe. That's, that's you... not mine. I, I, I'm, I'm still not going to. I know he's, he's had a very troubled path as well, but Lumi is obviously obviously still very uh, very powerful in my heart. So yeah. there's, I'll, I'll go back and have a look at, on my um, on my black book. I'll open a little black book and see who I've been. Mm-hmm. Uh, texting is late, but uh, those three would be the top of the list. But I, I love Hurricane Harley. I know it's amazing, you know, people get so very upset by it sometimes. But, you know, but you're allowed to love horses. That's what it's all about. And I love Hurricane Harley. And I tell you what, I'll be, I'll be very pleased and celebrating out at uh, the Meadows with you if he's if he's good enough to win the Chariots of Fire on Saturday night. And Bates, if you go spreading bloody rumours that there's been an on-off relationship, that's just absolutely mm. that's is non-factual. it? No, okay. it's, it's, it's been on all the way. I'll take it back then. Okay. All right. Hey, um, was it was point number four. I just can't. My computer's just frozen here. But is it the real deal, Blake? Yeah, no. Um, point number four was just about um, it was just about the Siberia stakes in Sydney and the fact that they're sort of all still chasing yeah. Montana, Belle of Montana, aren't they? I don't think they can beat her. I think she's the star of the show. If she draws over 2,300 in the Oaks, it's she... She has to draw the car park and maybe Dr. Susan draws close to the fence or draws to Lee. But um, her sectionals the other day, Jason, were unbelievable in our works. Just, just, just letting you know, uh, Gareth, we're just going to pull back one second. This will be the Ladyship Mile. Dr. Susan and Stylish Memphis will probably fight at the Oaks, but in terms of the Ladyship Mile... Oh, sorry, I... Yeah, the I, Sub- I, <laughs> but your I, computer's frozen. That's fine. It's a Sibelius stake. <laughs> yep. um, how's the memory? It was probably the driver of the week, nearly from Toddy McCarthy. He got up on the inside, and um, Cody Winnell for one at Harness Racing Victoria. One of his loved children is Pickup Line, and you've got to give him congratulations because when he jumped on, Pickup Line was just battling around the place trying to win a sort of metropolitan maiden type affair. But now she's um, she's run a massive race and a qualifier for the for the Ladyship Mile, but. Certainly, Bella Montana is clearly the one to beat. I think it's probably fair to say, base, we're not in a, a golden age at the moment in terms of right now, in terms of the, the gun mares. If Princess Tiffany was at her best, and we don't know exactly uh, how she pulled up the other night, but um, Bella of Montana and Princess Tiffany are both extremely high quality, but it drops away with no tell me tales and Berisari retired and a few others. Bella Montana would probably just have to turn up to win. It's fair to say her last few, and I reckon you, you've been on this bandwagon, that she hasn't been quite as good as she seemed at her very best as a three-year-old. But having said that, you think if she turns up and she goes about 95% of her best, she'll be too good for him. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, I don't think we saw anything on the weekend that you'd you'd be willing to put your money on to beat her. But uh, as you say, she wasn't overly impressive in the Leadership Cup, so uh, there's probably still a bit more to play out. And maybe it is a year when, when something a little bit from left field could come into this Leadership uh, mile and, and have a factor in it because... Um, yeah, as good as she is, Bella of Montana, I don't think she's dominant, and I don't think anyone really put their hand up on the weekend. Point number five, the pride of Tassie. Riley ready for mainland tilt, Blake. I reckon we need to start a campaign, and such a shame that we've just buzzed off for a yeah, race past Tassie. I put that in, and, and we've lost them, but um, I think we need to start a campaign, Bon. Riley Major, we haven't seen him on the mainland for a long time now. I know he's been nominated for a few country cups here in Victoria, but... He got the better of Call Me Hector on the weekend down in Tassie. Now, Call Me Hector's a good measuring stick. He's been to Victoria a couple of times now. Let's let's get this going. Let's get on to Rowan Hillier and get him to bring Riley Major back. It's a difficult decision for him to make, isn't it? Last time he came here, I think he was disappointed. But in that race, he was beaten in 152-1 only by, by, by about six metres. And the horse who beat him was 
Phoenix Prince, who has gone on to be an exceptional country cup horse, and 52 won's an exceptional time, and he was just bowling along in front that day. So maybe Rowan went back a little bit and thought, look, it's just easier knowing that I can win just about every race I can test in Tasmania. He's won his last 11 in a row. He's about 40,000 away from eclipsing his mum, She's Riley Mac, who was a wonderful filly mare who won about $270,000. He will eclipse that mark, and he's always said that uh, Riley Major's even a level above She's Riley Mac. But what's going to need to happen if he does come here? He sort of has to stay here for a while because I reckon the ease of the victories that Riley Major's been having on the Apple Oil means that he needs to face really good opposition and get hardened to a slightly different level of racing in Victoria because I've got no doubt he can contest some really big races here, but I think he needs to get that battle hardening role he made because it's all too easy for him in Tasmania, but uh, you can't knock him if he does stay down there because if you're a big fish in a small pond, sometimes it's very hard to leave, but it would be very exciting for us here on the mainland to uh, to see him go around in Victoria or maybe even Menangle. I think he could run an exceptionally fast mile around the big Menangle circuit, so He's a really good horse and clearly the best in Tasmania at the moment. I don't know how you're going to start the campaign. I don't know whether you've got uh, a little bit of a fun going. But I'll tell you what, he's, Rowan is the kind of bloke, if you get onto him and give him a call and start really warning him up, you're a chance. We might try and get Rowan Hillier sometime this week anyway to, to have a chat about Riley Major. And point number six, quick thinking, sees Group 1 meeting transferred. So the night pistol meeting tonight at Melton. What a result this is, Bond. Yeah, well, I'll, for you I'll, anyway, Bon. I'll, I'll be out there in uh, in the studio. We haven't got the RF camera, unfortunately, so the driver interviews won't be available on Sky tonight. But we'll be getting interviews in between races. I'll be giving the late mail. I'm feverishly doing the form now, but I might have to get a little bit of help from Bakes because he's done the full form for the meeting. But it's a Group One meeting. The night pistol's an absolute cracker of a race. It's another test for Tornado Valley, whose only little tiny very, very minuscule chink in his armour is that when he draws off second line trips and can't get into races, that appears to be the only time he has any level of vulnerability, and he's got to do that tonight. Sammy Showdown is such an exciting horse. I'll be speaking to Kylie Sugars, hopefully. I don't know whether you have this morning or not, uh, Gareth, but Kylie's got uh, Sammy Showdown, who's stepping up to the elite level for the first time. I don't know whether she tries to lead all the way or takes the trail now she's up at this grade, I think, or whether Red Hot Tooth can just ping them at the start, but it's just going to be a super exciting race in what is a, a great time for the trotters, really. We've got a number of very, very good, very even trotters at the moment at the top level. So I don't know your thoughts, Bakes. Do you think Sammy Shodan can, can step up and, and be a major player tonight? Uh, very hard to say. I think it might even get a bit more awkward than that for him if Sky Petit runs the gate as well. Um, mm. You know, he might have to just go to the pegs and end up buried on the inside, maybe three poles. But... Yeah, it's, he's he's one of the most interesting runners in the race, as is Wobbly, obviously, starting to find his feet at this level. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a cracking race. So you, you've had an on-off relationship with Wobbly, haven't you? But like, early doors, he was obviously no. a superstar. No, you, you, you never thought he wouldn't make this level, and now you're in love with him? Yeah, no, I, I always thought he'd make this level. I just don't like him being... I don't like him being driven in front. I don't think he concentrates. I think he knocks off in front. And he's proven the last couple of weeks from off-speed he's as good as anything in the land. Oh, I agree. No, he, he's a big winning chance. And Temporale, if you go back to the Dallard Cup, if he could reproduce that in any race ever, anywhere, he's a huge winning hope. So this could be a super exciting race, particularly if it gets willing in front, Gareth. Red Hot 2 flying, has great gait, speed, Sky Petit, we've mentioned, semi-showdown stuff. They run along here. I think it's going to be a race for swoopers. These are the races that can be won by swoopers at Melton. It's harder for the paces. But in the trotting ranks, if they run along, we saw Dan's Craze win the Great Southern Star 
from well back in the field, only a few weeks ago, Temporale winning the Dullard Cup at Group 1 level. So if they run along, the trotters run along, you can you can come from well back and win these big Group 1 events. And I've got a funny feeling that's how it's going to play out tonight. OK, lads, looking forward to that. What's your greatest, or what do you think the greatest rivalry in sport has been, especially in harness racing? It's our conversation started today. Smoking up blacks are fake. Maybe smoking up and on the mighty Quinn. The greatest rivalry, well, I think going back going back before our time, I'd say probably from what I've been told, popular arm um, and Gamelot's probably yeah. been uh, one of the great rivalries. There was obviously that ma- magical match race between Pure Steel and Satin Over, but that's probably talking about things that we don't have. I, I would say smoking up and I'm the mighty queen, and I'll tell you why, and Bakes, uh, you can obviously join in as well, but it was the contrast in styles between Lance Justice and Gary Hall Sr., and even the fact that they had great respect for each other and the horses. They played it up. I remember doing a rap for the Herald Sun, and it, it really was like UFC or, or heavyweight boxing type stuff. They were talking tough. It got a little bit nasty at times. They were two very different horses. One, a brutal on pacer. One, an unbelievably quick sit sprinter. So I would say mm. in my time, Bakes, that's probably been the best and most entertaining rivalry. Yeah, I would have thought uh, of the horses, clearly, and, and that's probably where you want to focus because they're the uh, the real heroes of the sport. That's the one that springs to mind for sure. Okay, boys, the pressure is on the harness, boys. Can you lift? Blake was superb. $50 for the $1,000 challenge. It might be be great if you can deliver maybe a 4 or $5 winner. We don't want to be greedy, but <laughs> just to kickstart the week. But if $2 is okay... Um, <laughs> Well, we, well we, 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 we can third off the line, and we thought you would just wanted a stone cold gilt edge moral. So yeah. we, we found one at a dollar sixty five. Do you want do you want us to step it up a notch? Or are you going to stick with that? Well, it just makes us. We have to do a lot of work down the stretch if it's a, a short price favourite. So basically, I just want a winner. That's all I want. If Indeed. I can, you've thrown us off a little bit, here, Gareth. Well, we'll go through the races quickly, Dan. Um, Fernando at a three dollars ninety Hurricane Holden that doesn't really interest nothing me, in no. the first. No. Um, race number two here we have. I don't mind Matamani. Which one? Matamani, the pole marker. No, we can't agree on that one. So we okay. Forward. All right then, four dollars forty. Race three, lads. Um, Kinnear at five. Nephew nah. of Sunoco, no. Nah. El Parada's probably the winner, but no value. Race four, Freddie Funk. Hmm. Nope. Nothing yeah. there. The, the Faithful's a bit of overs, Bond, but... No. no. Yeah, no. Don't want to play in the flame. Race, Faithful's field. Race five? No, nah, nothing here. Right. Diamond and Cash is going to be a really good horse, but he's first up from a very long break now. I'm Sir Blake. I'm... No, ah. I don't know how well he's going. He's got, about, he's, he's, he's got a slightly smaller heart than his namesake. Oh. Race seven? <laughs> Uh, yeah, nothing nothing doing in six or... I, I, I like Wobbly, Bon. I've tipped Wobbly on top at $11, but I don't know we can throw the money that way. What about no, 50 the place no, at Wobbly? Too no, dangerous? Um, no, and I just want to apologise. I actually like I'm Sir Blake, so I, that, was, that, was, that was just trying to have a go at Bakes. Anyway, we, we move forward. <laughs> Jimmy Locke like at Jim, 3.30? I think Jimmy Locke's the horse to beat in that race, Bon. I don't know how you saw it. Well, I thought it was still screens, which is about my better than night, so we can't compare okay. there. We can't agree there. Oh, Lift and Talk should win race nine. Yeah. What, what, what price we got Lift and Talk? We can agree on that one wholeheartedly. 2.6? Yeah, bang. Lift and talk. All right, 50 on lift and talk. Puppet, if you're listening, don't let us down. Should, should we multi it into the dude in the last? Yes. Can we do what are you... Can yeah, we do we a multi? Can. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah, that's can. beautiful. Or can we just back the last two winners? All right, and you know what? It keeps everyone interested. I think, you know, I'm going to be there pretty lonely at Melton 10.09.34, <laughs> and to have more viewers in really getting stuck in and more listeners... 
That's beautiful. It's Mulsey's it? last two winners. Lifting talking to the dude. I'm concerned how you're getting home. Did the train run that late on Monday <laughs> night? I've got a, I've got a chauffeur. Don't you have one? No, not, not, not to Melton. You don't have a driver, Gareth? No. I'll yeah. tell you what, mate. I don't, I don't, I, I In the next contract. You, I actually thought you were a bigger dog than that. I have someone take me everywhere. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. You learn something every day. Thanks for that, lads. Hey, Blake, you're superb. And so we've got that all up, that $50 challenge. Hey, Mikey, straight on the tab at. That's why I love Mikey Velasaris. He does not miss a thing. He gets in early. Hey, good on you, Blake and Jason. Thanks, Gareth. Good on you, Gareth. There's gate speed.